This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. This episode of Property Jam, the podcast that talks all about the human side of property. So uh, we're alone. It's just the three of us. We've got no guests. <laughs> I know. I'm not used to this now. We've got 30 odd episodes where we've just been the three of us. And then we go and do four where we get in guests. And then it's, it's, that feels like the norm to have a, a conversation with somebody new. Yeah. But we thought I thought we'd do something which uh, well we thought we do uh, I was going to say did you hear that Nile? I thought yeah he thought he thought he did he did yeah yeah I thought thanks for that Matt what would we do without your thoughts you know he's amazing right Mm -hmm. so it's weird isn't it because first of all there's not a box on our an extra box on our zoom screen so that just feels odd and was it only four I thought there were more five there were I think there were more yeah there were more than four yeah but it's just weird. It's just, I mean, you know, I'm back to being stuck with you two again. Oh, well, you're welcome. You're still stuck with us. Yeah, I know. I just love the solidarity of having another guest. Often the female guest. I got backup. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Not being outnumbered. That's right. Yeah. So I think we had a good mixture as well of, of male and female. We did. Was we had three, didn't we have three, three girls? Three girls. And three boys. So we had Sonny, Sonny Tej. And um, Roland. 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 And then we had Helen, oh, Helen Amy, Susanna. and Susanna. Ah, yes, yes, so well done. It was a nice... There's six. Yeah. Yeah, although Sunny's a bit of a girl, so I count him in my camp. Don't tell him I said that. It's not like this is going out anywhere. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he would never hear about it. <laughs> no, probably no. not. He probably, probably never listened to it. <laughs> He's only listened to his own episode. That's it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we thought topic-wise, we'd be topical. Well, I, I, I thought... Okay, sorry, Matt decided. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt decided for us. Thank you, Matt. I actually did not at all. This was not my idea. It wasn't. It was mine. Should I, should I claim it? Yeah. We thought... We thought, <laughs> as a collective, that we would stick to a topical uh, topic. Topical topic? Topical, topical topic. topic, yeah. And um, we'd talk about what it means to be a property investor now that the lockdown rules have been slackened a little. Mm-hmm. And what, number one, what people are going out there and doing, what we're thinking about going out and doing, and what that means for us. Will property investing look and feel different going forward? I think and the rate at which things are changing, it could even have changed again since before this goes out. <laughs> for sure. So what days are we? So it's the weekend. Um, we're middle of May, aren't we? That's where we are. We are middle of May. Yeah. yeah. The changes have just happened uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's been it's it's interesting. I I haven't seen much change to be honest from my side. Uh, we're still in lockdown, obviously with um, pregnant lady in the house, so we're not doing anything different to what we did before. Not a random pregnant lady, one that you know belongs. To I you. do know this person. Yes. 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 Good. That's yeah, good. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> really random like a pregnant lady in your house. yes we have a well, i've got a horde of them <laughs> <laughs> your <Yeah>. harem <laughs> a harem of <laughs> i thought it'd be a good wish, idea he wishes let's get them out of the way i see the whole of lockdown you've just been impregnating people that's all you've been doing <laughs> 
Okay, back to topic. Oh, I've just I've not long had my breakfast, Joe. <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, did yeah, yeah. right. Um, anyway, yeah. back back on topic. Back on topic. So I've not seen much difference. Um, we've, we do have a couple of clients of ours who are looking at properties now and going out and doing viewings, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we've seen some video viewings uh, where agents are showing them around. Uh, no PPE. Obviously, they're staying at a distance, um, but the viewing looked pretty normal. Um, yeah. The house, the the owners of the house had gone out, uh, and they were just yeah, the agent and um, these two guys going around the house. So I think it's just using your common sense, right? So keep your distance. If you're if you are in a vulnerable in a vulnerable a vulnerable a viral and <laughs> venereal. If you, if you are in a vulnerable um, group, um, then just be cautious. Don't don't do it. Yeah. Why are you, what are you laughing at now? Are you laughing at me still? No, I'm laughing at Matt because he said venereal. I wasn't ready for Oh, it. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I thought I was being really witty with viral and he just completely pulled the rug out from under my feet and went venereal. <laughs> I'm, I'm a wordsmith when I want to be. You uh, are. I was struggling with words there. Yeah, but I know yeah. what you mean. I do know. It's common sense, isn't it? It is but common I- sense, yeah. People are... I've heard... A few people saying, oh, I'm too scared. I don't want to do it. The government shouldn't allow it. Well, if you're too scared, then just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Simple. If yeah. you're in an at-risk group, um, you definitely don't want to be doing anything no. <clears throat> um, yeah, out of the ordinary. Uh, as soon as the, annou- the measures were announced, I got a text from my mum my saying, oh, we can come around and go for a socially distant walk now. And to, to stay with the rules, um, you, know, you can walk with your dad and I'll walk with Lara. <laughs> well, like, well, all right favorite there i think yeah <laughs> but then, but then, then my dad piped up and said well actually you know you, you, you're still in the at-risk group you did get the text saying not to go out for oh. six weeks yeah. so yeah. Um, what, what do you think you're doing yeah stay at home um, stay at home yeah um yeah so, so dad's locks locks them in I was listening to an interesting podcast earlier. In fact, it was a snippet from the Russell Brand podcast, the one that we were just whinging about, Niall. Mm-hmm. Um, so Russell Brand does that Under the Skin uh, podcast, and he was sharing his thoughts on post-lockdown life, and but actually just post-COVID life generally, because this thing isn't going to go anywhere. And so countries like Australia and New Zealand have obviously managed to control the, the spread of it. But for how long? because they can't keep their borders locked forever. They can't, you know, disallow people to come into the country. And now that this is a thing, there's always going to be that risk that it could mutate or escalate and all the rest of it. So I think I'm just curious to see what is going to happen because we, we could potentially all be let loose, start, you know, going back to old behaviours, whether that is property or otherwise. Um, and then it's all taken away from us again. And is it going to be this seesaw of weirdness for the next few years? Like, what's it going to look well, like? That's what they're talking about. I don't think it'll be the next few years, but I think definitely over the next year, mm. it'll be, you know, how close are we to you know, it becoming out of control? And um, I, th- I think the most important thing is to understand whether you can get it twice. Mm. If you know Which... that um, you, you, you don't get it twice, then I think people will feel a little bit more satisfied um, about it and one of my actually my my um, personal trainer Nick um, before I moved house uh, he has I saw a post that he put up uh, yesterday and today about um, the war on um, obesity because actually it's the people that have more weight around them that actually are at more risk of of um, having complications when they get it Mm. so he he Mm. was saying that actually 
the way to you know a vaccine's not going to cure you if you're you know, in one of these positions you, know, you really actually need to sort out your health first and then you'll be fine if you if you get it or you're more likely to be okay uh, if you get it i think mm-hmm. that really applies to most viruses most conditions yeah. well exactly yeah exactly it's in the forefront of people's minds now so yeah it's a reason it's brought it more present isn't it yeah i have noticed a bit of a change in um in how our uh, refurb project is going oh yeah since, since lockdown or since the rules were relaxed because the builders were quite restricted to get for getting materials mm. um quite restricted by the number of people they could have on site at any one time and uh etc the number of tradesmen uh, or tradespeople because there may be the kb women on site too um something in between yeah yeah uh just to be a pc <laughs> but uh no they've, they've actually been able to uh literally put the foot to the floor um they're, they, they're able to get materials easier. Some materials are still struggling to get because there's a backlog of people waiting for them. Um, but things are moved on a lot quicker in the past week than they have done in the past six weeks. I was wondering how hard it was to get materials. Like, because um, my investment area, all of the merchants messaged and said, we are still open for business. You just need to pre-order. We source, then you collect. Mm-hmm. And I wondered actually if that was just a universal thing because like Travis Perkins seemed to be completely on form in Lincoln. Yeah. And other people having massive issues getting hold of like like materials. I think their- plaster is I think is par- apparently one of the most difficult things to get a hold of. Really? And what it used to cost like maybe four or five pounds per bag of plaster is costing 45, 50 pounds a bag. Plaster. And there was some wow. some guy who has got a really big project on the go and he needs like a, a ton of the stuff. Um, was hired a lorry and was going to dry, uh, go across to Scandinavia, fill his lorry with bags of concrete and take it back home. It was a cheaper option than trying to buy what was available here. For real. My yeah. God. Of course they've up their prices. It's classic demand and supply thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Another one of my builder friends um, was, I managed to get a hold of some plaster as well. And he was sharing it with some other guys in their mastermind group because they just couldn't get it. Wow. Trading plaster, that's brilliant. Trading plaster, they met in a car park somewhere in North London. So black market, I love it. It's like it's like a drug swap or something. (laughs) You get your bag, you put it in the car park, and you drive off, and and then they come and pick it up. Get out of your car, and then go and pick it up. You know, socially distant. (laughs) What images of like little weighing scales in the back of car, like you would normally with drugs, and everyone's just like getting little bags of it, just like little measuring it out and weighing it up, and saying, "Oh, that'll cost you X amount." Yeah, (laughs) I remember back in the day, in the uh, the the weeks pre-lockdown, all these memes about toilet roll. Back yeah. in the day, uh, a couple of months ago, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the same thing's happening now with uh, with plaster. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So much fun stuff with plaster. Uh, it'd be brilliant, like sniffing it and. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me! Rubbing oh. it in your gums, <laughs> dealing it, showering in it, baking with it. Oh god! Sniff. Oh, Joe's now just written a whole week's worth of social media. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> many ideas oh god that's so funny yeah but um so what about other things because you know i'm not i'm not refurb on anything at the moment so i've not had the experience because i know you've had a nightmare with logistics of delivery of furniture and stuff haven't you oh yeah that that has been a bit of a nightmare and that is just because um instead of going to one furniture supplier or two furniture suppliers to furnish a house we've had to go to about four or five different people and then 
some of it will be delivered and assembled by the furniture company. Some of it you need to assemble yourself. So we've got with three delivered three three different deliveries coming from Argos, and we're all coming on the same day. But there are three separate orders over a week because we go into order something, and we get all of it minus five or six items, and then you go back in and you can get three items. Then you go back in again and get the last two. Oh my god, so, it's like a shopping order at the moment. Oh my god, it's really difficult. So. And the chap that is a handyman was putting everything together. He's asthmatic. So he didn't want to be in the house at the same time as the other furniture delivery people. So we had to stagger that as well. So we get the furniture in, we get all the kitchen utensils in, and then we had to get someone to come and do the Wi-Fi at a different point. And then Curry's to come and deliver the white goods at a different point. And it's just, and then a videographer and photographer to come in when it's all done. So trying to get it all tied in so that it happens uh, in a relatively short space of time without any crossovers um, and giving people the time to be able to actually do their job whilst in the house. Completely, because you've got different delivery windows as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And it could take, for example, the guy that Handyman was in there on Thursday and it took him pretty much all day to do what he needed to do so nobody else could deliver or go in on that day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, right, the best of times on a project, when you're at that tail end and you're trying to synchronise the whole thing so that everything comes together, it's really from carpet down, isn't it? Once you put the <clears> carpet <throat> down, then the magic starts to happen with all the furniture and logistics yeah. and dressing and photos. But doing it during a pandemic, yeah, I can imagine that's quite tricky. <laughs> yeah, so the, for the first few weeks of lockdown, nobody was delivering anything. No. But then as the weeks progressed, uh, delivery started to happen again and... Um, yeah, so we just started ordering and filling baskets and yeah, it's quite, quite fun actually in one sense, um, yeah. but quite stressful in another. <laughs> well, to be fair, if it, ain't, if it ain't a pandemic, it's weather, isn't it? I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I faced that where motorways have closed and we've scheduled in, you know, flat pack builders to build stuff. But, you know, your shipload of Ikea stuff is 60 miles down the road in Nottingham and it's not going to get there on the scheduled day. And, you know, yeah. or your kitchen's about to be delivered and you've booked in your, your your joiner to come in and build everything. And then, you know, it doesn't arrive and it costs you a load of money. Have you lost, yeah. have you have to, like, have you lost money as a result of anything over this period? Um, lost think, money in the sense that these rooms have been ready for the past two months, but we couldn't get furniture delivered to them. So we've lost rental income that we could have had. Yeah. Um, although it was probably, probably would, be, probably yeah, would have been quite difficult to rent them anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yes. Yeah, so but so saying that we have, we have got some interested parties ready to, you know, who would want to see the property, haven't we? Yeah. So yeah. Because it's. Yeah it's, yeah, it's an attractive property because it's empty. It's never been lived in. So there's the, the chances of cross-contamination or living with other people that have the virus is, is less. Don't you think, though, there's going to be heaps of people now who are going to go into single living situations because lockdown has caused, you know, domestic sitch? You know, like, I think a lot mm. of people, I, th I think, it, I think mm. you're going to get that. Um, some people probably will, but it's, a, it's an affordability thing. Mm. Well, there's that. Are you, talking, are, you, are you talking about um, going to, you know, people going to flats rather than shared houses? No, I'm talking the opposite. I think because of the affordability, oh, that's what I meant. I meant like, so people who have gone through and have experienced maybe relationship challenges, yep. people who have, you know, had no choice, but maybe to move back home with their folks and now are just desperate to get out in some form of co-living, but can't quite afford a single unit. 
I think yeah. that the housing that we provide is exactly the sort of thing that they're going to be looking for. Right. I thought you meant the opposite. I think that will happen as well. I think that I think you're going to see a lot of where people maybe are a little bit more financially comfortable. I think the appeal of single unit living like studios will definitely be on the increase. I can see mm. that being a thing. Uh, but I also think that more luxury co-living is where the average person will be turning their attention first during all of this, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're probably right, actually, where they can have the option to, to socialise if they want to, but have bedrooms that are big enough to, to live in pretty with much in a shared bathroom. house. Yeah, with, with their own bathroom. or on, yeah. I think we've seen the end of um, shared bathrooms yeah. for a lot of people. I think um, yeah, it's, this is going to stick in the memory of... A, a bit of a generation so i think the next three to five years um yeah there's going to be a yeah you're going to need to have that 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 washing facility in the room i think um are already of, singing that song anyway right well yeah. was, it was it was yeah. heading in that direction but i think it's probably taken a bit of a, a leap forward now more quickly than it would have done definitely i mean i think the time of the landlord providing what you would call your run-of-the-mill HMO, uh, neutral in decor, shared facilities, that will, the, the rate of that being driven out is going to increase, I think. Yeah, it's the old way versus the new way of doing yeah. yeah, HMO yeah. versus co-living, basically, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, that Definitely. was quite informative. Wasn't it? I was going to say. The sun just Ooh. went in. I think it was a sign, like, whoa, steady on, you're getting a bit relevant here. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Say something funny, Joe. Tell <laughs> us a joke. <laughs> Viral, venereal. Hang on. <laughs> you just can't say it. You know, he doesn't have the same gravitas when you say it. it. Really, it was, I really wasn't ready for you to say that. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm oh, completely over my head. I didn't hear it at all. Uh, yeah, you were being too informative at the time. That's mm. it. Or tr trying to put my words together. Yeah. You were. Have you guys yeah. seen this? Um, uh, the sniffer dogs that they've they're training now to sniff out coronavirus what no true true story yeah 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 no. i was um, doing my uh, weekly check of the news on bbc news uh, i'm not checking every day anymore i get bored what you saw i love it uh and I, one of the things that jumped out was um to see if dogs can sniff out the virus see i don't watch the news because because people tell me things well, see, now you should be because you would come up with informative bits of information like this that there's yeah. dogs sniffing out viruses come on <laughs> i think i'm okay <laughs> apparently it's, it's, it's quite amazing because they can sniff out malaria wow and uh, other viruses they change the scent of the person so if there's a distinctive scent that coronavirus gives off then they can they could be early detection so you before you get symptoms etc wow interesting that's that's quite i mean that's so specialist isn't it so what you just well but what i'm trying to think where that would be you'd get that at airports wouldn't you well i'm assuming before people yeah. get on a flight yeah rather than are people coming off flights as well yeah so, so when i arrived in um italy uh covid was there, there was a, an awareness of covid so this was in the end of february this year and so as soon as we got off the plane, there were uh, guys sat in like what looked like paramedic um, like fire suits, like helicopter gear. And they were just, you'd have a heat scan as soon as you went through, which they've now seemed to think is completely useless. It's not an indicator of COVID at all. So we all had to just stand there and no one told us what was going on. We just had to literally stand there and have this heat scan. And they were like, yeah, you're in, you're safe, you're fine. And we were like, oh, okay. 
that's what it was. I didn't know at the time, but now I know. Looking back, interesting. It, similar in. So that was around. It was a couple of weeks after that then that we did our first virtual podcast, and we thought we would only be doing one or two, and then get back to normal, right? Well. That was that's the best joke we've told so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But that that um kind of all dressed up look is becoming more of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, you're seeing it in supermarkets. Mm. You see it yeah. in um, customer service. Um, that the masks and. Do you um, get a bit of FOMO though? Going back to our episode of FOMO, when you go to a supermarket and you're not wearing gloves or a mask, you think, "Shit, should I be wearing this?" no i'm like <laughs> god i don't like look like you you twat and it's not it's not that i'm thinking they are twats because that's really rude and offensive and i think they're being very very safe but i don't i think i don't know how much it's helping i just don't feel like we know enough about it to, for it to warrant that no. level of protection i don't I'm, i might be being an i've IA. seen a few people with like the homemade ones where they've literally just put a couple of strings on the end of a tea towel and strapped it around their face oh, genius i mean like, it, have you seen the nappy have you seen the nappies that people are using newborn nappies they're small no. because you think of the size of a newborn's bum you know matt you know father reference here for I, you. absolutely no idea uh, yeah you'll see yes you they literally it, it just cups the face perfectly and because it's elasticated uh, around each side because you don't want urine to get out or poo to get out when baby's done its business it's perfect because it seals the face but how the hell do you breathe they're not porous you how do you breathe through them they are breathable yeah breathable yeah 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 totally yeah they're, they're genius and i was on tiktok the other day yeah i'm on tiktok and what? yeah totes it's property jam on tiktok no <laughs> but i oh. am am i, I on tiktok <laughs> what is tiktok be. oh tiktok oh my goodness i think this is the future of social media i don't think i'm brave enough to put property jam on there just yet because i'd have to do some serious next level stuff but um, it's, it's just all video technology where you're lip syncing to um, dialogue or you're lip syncing to songs or you're doing challenges. So there's loads of different challenges that you just do different dance moves or a celebrity sets a new challenge and everybody mimics it. So the NHS are doing incredible challenges at the moment right across the board. So if you want to smile and just observe and watch TikTok, it's fantastic. I love it. Mm, I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't actually downloaded it or... But that's where I found out about the nappy guy. And then there was another girl, uh, a girl, <laughs> there's another girl. She, she, uh, she's uh, NHS staff and she had taken a mask and she had wear the, 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 the crap mask that they're being given as PPE have got gaps either side. She's made it so that you tie a double knot on each string on either side of the mask. And then you fold a flap on the inside and it suddenly turns into a cone shape so that it's turning useless PPE into protective PPE. It's amazing. It's really good. Oh. educational it's everything we're not on tiktok <laughs> amazing well my, my cousin makes uh, bespoke masks to order really mm-hmm. well, where the yeah. hell were they during this government can't source ppe crisis oh she's sitting at home with the same machine oh god that's a lot of work isn't it yeah which is oh. that's what she does she's costume designer oh right mm. and um yeah just reels this stuff off and just does it amazing that's yeah, a skill it's... yeah not one i um, want to have i must admit but yeah <laughs> okay um property then I suppose we should go back to that property. are you nervous property. about site visits or viewing property i'm not nervous i'm apprehensive i, I think I'm it's the really... same it's the same feeling that i would have um going shopping say so, that we just talked about i do wear um just uh, normal gloves like um 
woolly gloves. Oh, yeah. yeah, just woolly gloves. They do the job. So I, I would probably wear woolly gloves um, and just say that I'm, I'm touching, if I'm touching handles, so I don't need to worry so much. It's just a bit of peace of mind for myself. Uh, and I'm just well aware that, um, you know, the masks only really stop you from spreading yeah. um, coronavirus rather than from you getting yeah. it. So, um, I, so yeah, I've, I've, I've been in the house for eight weeks. I, I don't have coronavirus. Um, so, mm. but I mean, you could be a carrier. That's the only thing, but it would be unlikely. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's the, it's, I don't know. I, I, I going back to Niall's point about FOMO. I, I just, I feel like common sense prevails doesn't it the, the biggest thing with gloves is that yes you have you might have those those latex gloves and you may have anti-backed yourself head to toe but then if you touch a surface with a glove on and then inadvertently touch your face without realizing it because we do it as human beings all the time what is the point of the glove it may as well be a hand does that make sense mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for me it's about being really vigilant with my own behavior and being really yep. conscious of where i put my hands and just washing them and just and just you know, being speaking up when somebody is being a bit of a dick and standing too close to you, or you know, oi, just, you, yeah, yeah, getting South London on them. Do you know what I mean? Like, going the wrong you way. You, you, you know, you get frustrated when people go the wrong way around a one-way system. Yeah. yeah. And the supermarket has a one-way system now, so people going the wrong way around the one-way system. That is really frustrating. That oh, really yeah. frustrates me. It doesn't. It, do, it takes quite a lot to get me going, but that really frustrates me. Yes. I, I went. I went past the. Um, uh, on my shopping list last time I went to Tesco uh, were um, Calippos. So someone in the household loves Calippos <laughs> Random. Uh, because they're vegan. So oh. and I went past it. I couldn't find them. Um, so I went about two meters past it. And then I was like, oh, there they are. And I reversed up the, ro- up, up the one way system. Beep. Beep. Um, Beep. No, but I got told off by the, uh, by, by the guy saying, uh, saying it's, it's that way. I was like, well, I just want the Calippo. I've only gone past it a little bit. Oh, but, um, yeah, so I did go the wrong way, but I was facing the right way. I just, yeah. I think it depends on which part of the country you're in because I'm in London and nobody pays any attention to the arrows um, or the distance in the supermarket. Queuing up to get into the supermarket, everybody's quite uh, vigilant and everyone will keep their two meter distance apart. As soon as they get in through the door, everybody goes help or leather. Ignore the, ignore the spacing, ignore the directions, just go for it i 100% agree with you that's exactly what i've experienced as well it's so respectful at either end of the system so before you go in and as you go out when you're queuing at the checkout in between free for all madness absolute madness and i can't i just and i just wonder how long that is going to last but i i don't know i mean going back to property i feel like when i go and view something next I like should I be wearing kit I don't think I am I think I'm going to apply the same logic I think I'm just going to be really vigilant with you know the distancing hand washing face touching I don't think I'm ever going to do masks and gloves I just can't see myself doing it yeah I don't I don't mind going out doing viewings and stuff now I think I would be quite okay with that will you will you wear PPE though probably not it depends on Depends on the situation. If the it property's depends. been empty for, yeah. you know, for, for, for a month or, or longer, then you know, the risk of catching anything is really, really low. If there's you someone living it. in it and they've just left the property to let you in, I probably would be more, I'd be cautious. I but think would you so. Think you'd wear PPE, Matt. Like, would you? I just wear. I, I just have the have my gloves on, probably. 
and just uh, it's just yeah, for touching it's... stuff but uh, if you wear fabric gloves um the, the virus you can't really transmit it that i, I don't know the science but i, I did hear that it's you, know, you can't really move it around if it's on a fabric glove rather than um it would be quite difficult to do a viewing without touching surfaces because even if you're walking up the stairs and holding on to the handrail you know you're going to touch something yeah. um so i think probably gloves and might wear but again i think it's all about um context so like you said if the property has been empty and no one has been in it for the full eight weeks that we've been locked down or however many weeks it is then then there's no there's no need if i'm just walking around by myself the only thing i can think of is if they had viewing before you and you don't know that there's been a viewing so just have it again not touching your face and having your hand gel just gel your hands i'm I'm very i'm always touching my face that's the problem i'm a face toucher but i'm also a hand geller I've always been a hand jeller when I go into properties anyway, because you know how rank it is. Even if the property's not that rank, yeah, that the stair rail or the kitchen surface or the like, it's it just makes me. Do you feel <laughs> when you come out after a day of doing viewings, do you feel that you just have to literally wash yeah. everything that you're wearing yeah. and soak yourself in a bath or a shower for days, an eternity afterwards? You need to anti back. Yeah. I, I, I always feel just grubby i feel grubby because it's not it's the things like because okay like best case is mold right like that's best case because mm-hmm. you can see it and you know what you're dealing with in the main like worst case is it's the stuff you can't see and just think about all the skin cells and dust and like this could be a whole episode in and of, in itself. And of itself in and of itself thank you Susanna, for backing me up that is a true statement thank you um yeah no i um i i hate 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 that aspect of viewing i always feel unclean and i yeah. never forget there was one house i went into oh it makes me gag just thinking about it um it, it was i was talking to the estate agent and we were in this kitchen and i leant back and my elbow got stuck to the kitchen surface because i <laughs> stuck it in something that had congealed like, oh, lovely. Oh, I don't know what it was. I'm thinking it was like an oil spill or something, but it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't slippery. It was like, pfft, like syrupy. You know, like it would. In you know, and I, I just remember going, like making <laughs> such a child. In the well, what noise was that? <laughs> it was so gross. And the thing was, it was yellow, so it looked like marmalade. It was that kind of like yellowy orange. And I couldn't get it off my elbow for days. I did like it was, I used sort of anti-back wipes on it and it just didn't shift. It was quite concrete in its setting. It was vile. Don't know what it was. Wow. What Maybe we, that could be like a replacement for all the shortage of plaster that's about at the moment then. <laughs> yeah, what type of house was it? Was it an old person's house? Was it a family house? No, it was a, it was a, it was a repossession. Um, it was a mid-terrace little house in Grimsby yep. just a yeah but was it was it um was there an older person living there could it have been a child related no there, it had been a family that were living there for sure um so it could have been baby formula no it it was right by this it was right by the stove so it looked to me like some sort of cooking spill or something they obviously didn't want to sell their house particularly well if they hadn't cleaned up. It, it always the whole thing was vile. Like the whole thing was gross. It was like sticky throughout. It reminded me of my old days. Oh, here we go. I'm harping back now. When you used to go into GAY in, um, no, you'll back me up on this, on Charing Cross Road, right? So like, uh, yeah. 
this is the thing, like in Charing Cross Road, it used to be the old Astoria, okay? And when you go into the Astoria, you used to take your life in your hands because you'd come out covering some sort of black wrap and you didn't quite know where it came from. Mm-hmm. You'd lean on the bar and again, your elbow would come out black and sticky. So mm-hmm. this wasn't Astoria, WC2. This was, um, well, Grimsby, DN32 with a yellow sticky stain on my elbow. <laughs> Actually, that takes me back as well for when I was uh, at really my university days. Stories, love it. Yeah, I was... Um... Uh, the, the head sound engineer for the university union edinburgh and uh used to work at the club nights so probably the easiest gig ever was just to go in turn the amps on turn the speakers on set up the dj um at about seven half seven they opened the doors whenever they did like eight o'clock and then um and then they'd be open till three and i just sit in the in the green room watching movies doing my doing my homework or <laughs> university work eating a kebab um <laughs> And then it was, it was the easiest gig ever. Uh, and um, then at the end of the day, you just come out and you're literally walking. You have to physically lift your foot off the floor because you just, you know, yeah. Do they still have nightclubs like that now? Because I, I, I had it when I went to uni as well. There was a, nick, a nightclub and it was literally a pound a pint. This was this is this was that it was a pound for a snake bite. Yeah. So this was back in the days where they would they would let you they would pour you a snake bite in one glass. Yes. So now if you want a snake bite, you have to buy Lager, half a pint, cider. half a pint, yeah. and a shot of blackcurrant. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You make it yourself. Whereas back in these days, for a pound, you could get you know your half a tenants, half your um, strong bow, and uh, other beer and cider is available. And your uh, <laughs> got a strong bow if you want sponsors, get in touch. <clears throat> Yes, I prefer um, tenants myself. So yeah, yeah. Oh, says the landlord. Very good, very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but but that, that's why my shoes would be come out purple, and they you know, stick sticky as hell, um, walking across the floor. And uh, once everyone had left, and yeah. Not, well, Niall, you'll know this from working in pubs. Just yeah. that, you know, I didn't, didn't want to be the person mopping up that floor. No, no, I did. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I used to love working in pubs, though. It was one of the best things that I've ever done, apart from working with you lot, obviously. Oh, you <laughs> well, well, well saved. <laughs> you almost got yourself kicked off the call. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I think it, it has a shelf life, though, because it is such a, you work so many unsociable hours. You're working, every night that you're working is when everyone's going out to enjoy themselves. So mm-hmm. although you're having a lot of fun um, and getting paid to have fun, um, it there comes a point where things you know what I just want to be on the other side of the bar now and enjoy it. Mm. Um, but I was I loved that that type of work. Sticky business though. Yeah, and working behind Tricky. bars like I never worked in a new bar. There were always older bars, and they were no matter how much you cleaned, they were never clean. Yeah, that's a bit like property as well, isn't it? You know, just sitting there thinking that as in a little analogy. Always yeah. the older stock, not the newer stock doesn't matter how much you clean it in the early days unless you're a refurb you ain't ever going to get it looking sexy so is that the book recommendation for today how clean is your house how clean is your house (laughs) kim and aggie (laughs) good book (laughs) oh god wonder what happened to those two well their houses will be spick and span you'd think so you'd think well might be they'll be clean and crazy but then some people are really good at telling others what to do and then not following their own advice. Like buildings, the houses are always the worst, aren't they? You mean like us? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I, I mean, every, every single one of my properties has got a nice kitchen in the one I've got. Is that true for you guys? Like, I'm, I look at my kitchen sometimes and I just 
I am so dismayed at the like the lack of like high end quality that I'm living with. Yeah, our tenants get much nicer properties than yes. we do. I've got a really nice right kitchen. kitchen. I've got a nice kitchen. Mm, but I'm a ten- I'm still a tenant though, so <laughs> Yes. I, I own my shithole, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I mean it's it's one of those things, isn't it? You're we're at the stage in our investing careers where we're kind of prioritizing the investments and Yes, although it is quite uh I would say this year is probably the year that I will buy something. I think Matt, you're probably in the same boat. Um because of the way things are at the moment, it makes sense that mm-hmm as the market's dropping to buy something, especially in places like London. Yeah. Yeah. Now would be a good time. I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm keeping my, keeping my, my beady little eyes open. Definitely. And it was quite interesting talking to Susanna Cole when we interviewed her, uh, sorry, not interviewed her when she joined the jam conversation and that came up about the behavior of more recessive times. And the classic thing is to sit back and observe and understand what is happening and then when you inevitably do see uh, some you know recessive indicators that you buy 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 and that is definitely true of the residential market for sure because instead of thinking oh god negative equity what if it goes lower no secure it because if you're going to be there for ages that's the time get your product nice and cheap mm-hmm. especially in london especially in london it's just crazy isn't it yes indeed in- you'd, buy? you'd buy in london would you Okay, good. So you're not going too far. Yay! Not going to get a cut to Brighton. You come closer. No, no one goes. I will be eventually. <laughs> it's it's a step. It's a it's a tiered process. What do you step by step? Step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Indeed. Well, uh, I think we're probably coming to a close here. Oh. Unless well, unless you've got anything else you want to say, Joe. Oh, nothing. Just. No, not really. <laughs> You've got out Hang on a minute. Is Joe, run out? Joe lost for words? Never, 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 never. Uh, well, I was thinking, is there anything else property-wise that I wanted to kind of cogitate on? Well, at the moment, I think this episode is going to go out and uh, we're still going to be in this second phase of you know, lockdown. Um, I, I don't think we'll have moved on yet. So I think we've probably got another few episodes like this where we're going to be talking about what life is going to be like and um so i think we can probably say well at the moment this is what we can do and yeah i think we're going to be around for a little while like this and then we can evolve that conversation can we think of some more sticky stories in the interim (laughs) sticky stories i think i've got quite a few from viewings and yeah i've got i've got quite a few a few have just occurred to mind yeah, okay. I've so got a cu- I've got a couple of vile ones, yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe I can still okay. smell the properties that were that bad. Yeah. Right, I think so I think this is an episode um for next time. Okay. Yeah. Sticky stories. Sticky, Sticky stories. stories. Excellent. Yeah. So if you're listening, look out for sticky stories well, if they're not <laughs> listening they won't know to look out for it exactly well listen out i suppose listen out for sticky stories in the meantime that'd be a goodbye from me like sticky goodbye from me that's a goodbye from me too bye, bye. come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode. episode.